Welcome to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast. My name is Green Sky and I'm a clinical social worker. This is part six of a 10-part series on the very serious topic of suicide. And for part six, um, the topic will be risk assessment of suicide. So suicide assessment has a number of characteristics that typically happen. Um, The primary goal of a suicide assessment is to arrive at a reasonable estimate of the probability that someone will actually attempt suicide in the near future. And the intervention that a person receives will depend on the level of risk. Um, So an ongoing um, assessment of the risk level for a client can increase or decrease over time. So usually for someone who is susceptible to suicide or has suicidal ideations or attempts, um, a person, that person will be assessed on a continuous basis. So any suicidal crisis, be it ideation, threat, gesture, or the actual attempt should be dealt with as a true emergency. And when making suicide assessments, um, it's important to integrate information from a variety of sources whenever it's possible. So the, inter- the suicide assessment interview, the physician, the family members, other significant, other, um, significant others, those individuals are included in a suicide assessment. So um, if you suspect someone is suspected of um, being at risk for suicide, um, you just ask the question, have you ever thought about hurting yourself? And um, if a person says, yes, they are very affirmative, um, you need to determine the level of risk because that person needs immediate assistance. And of course, asking about suicide does not cause the person to consider suicide. And you know, really, um, if a person was never thinking about suicide and you ask them that question, it won't make them consider suicide. They'll just say, no, that's not something I'm interested in doing. You know, they'll be very emphatic about it. And we know that actually talking about suicide um, openly is a very critical step in the helping process. Okay, so um, the next series of statements comes from a textbook called Assessment and Treatment of the Suicidal Patient, okay? And it's a handbook, it's a chapter in a book called The Handbook of Depression, Treatment, Assessment, and Research. And so this is a very important book because what it does, it gives a list of questions based on research, based on what we know, based on the etiology of suicide. Um, it's a series of questions and the questions are phrased in a, in a way that the more um, an answer of yes is given to each question, it increases the likelihood or seriousness of a suicide attempt. It's not one question individually, it's all the questions together can um, indicate whether someone um, is at risk of attempting or committing suicide. So the Um, One group is um, age and gender, right? Male. If you answer yes to the fact that you're a male, that increases your likelihood of suicide. Um, Are you under the age of 45? Um, Are you single? So if you are a male under the age of 45 and single, um, you're more likely to commit suicide. Why? Well, 
again, the part about social isolation and for men, happiness is determined on their level of relationships significant with significant others. And so particularly individuals, if you are a male under age of 45 and you've recently been separated from your spouse, you know, or divorced or widowed, um, that increases your likelihood of suicide. Um, the fourth question would be access to a deadly weapon. So if you had experience with a deadly weapon and access to a deadly weapon, that increases. Now, I don't just want to say that men, just because you're a man, you will, you know, be more likely to commit suicide. There are some caveats there. So if you are a female, you're under the age of 30 and you are um, have access to drugs, you use drugs and alcohol, um, that will actually increase your likelihood of a suicide attempt. So that's another increasing factor there. Um, if you've actually thought about suicide or death, that increases your likelihood. Um, if you have not only thought about it, but you have talked about it with someone, usually you talk about it with a friend or veiled attempt or veiled threat. Um, if you have an actual plan, so a plan to commit suicide, people will ask that question. If so, how detailed is the plan? How lethal? Is the plan one that would make it likely or unlikely that someone would intervene? So would you say, okay, I have a plan. I'm going to do it when I know there's no one home. And so I know that no one will find me, you know, before um, no one will find me until it's too late. You know, that increases your likelihood. Um, has the person made preparations for death? You know, some people write a suicide note. Um, you know, does the client seem calm? You know, are people just really calm? They're just like, you know what? I'm going to commit suicide. They don't feel anxious about it. They don't feel um, any sort of way about it. They feel very resolved. Yes, I'm going to do it. You know, um, are they unafraid of death? Can they just say, you know, I have no reason to live. No hope for the future. No alternatives to suicide. Um, do they have dreams or death of suicide? Um, uh, do they believe that they are a failure? You believe that your whole life is a failure. That increases. Um, of course, you definitely need to find, about, find out if there have been previous attempts made. So what, what method did you use? If it's one, one or more method used, um, if they plan... Um, uh, if they plan to commit suicide um, and they're in treatment and they leave the treatment, you know, they leave the treatment and they come up with a very definite plan after having some treatment, and they feel like the treatment is not working. OK, um, really interesting is that early in the morning, as particularly for men, um, men tend to commit to commit suicide early in the morning. Why? Because in the morning is where men's um, testosterone levels are really high in the morning. And so um, that's something, you know, to consider. Um, some environmental stressors, um, again, being separated or, or widowed increases the likelihood. If they're in a permanent relationship, you know, um, do they see their spouse as someone hostile and competitive? And is there a likelihood of divorce? That increases the risk. Desi is there a desire for revenge? Um, do they have an anticipated loss? So suppose a person thinks, okay, I think I may lose my job or um, they've had a significant loss in the past. Um, are they socially isolated? 
Um, do they show a dependency in relationships? Do they feel like I just cannot live without this person? Okay. Um, let's see. Um, parental loss. So, you know, um, a parental loss, which resulted in a long-term destruction of disruption of family history of the family life. Um, do they have a chaotic family? You know, are, are things really um, out of control in terms of their interpersonal and family life? That increases the risk. Um, is there an increase in life events that are precipitated um, by something that's uncontrollable in the last six months, especially? So did you have a serious argument with a spouse? Um, is there a family member who was just diagnosed with a serious illness? Um, do you have, um, oh, a good one is, are you scheduled to appear in court for some reason? Do you have legal issues? Uh, that also can, can, um, increase the likelihood of suicide. Um, do you have economic, um, concerns and pressures? Um, are you unemployed? Um, do you have lifestyle changes? Um, medically ill, were you yourself? diagnosed with something, um, a medical issue? Have you had an accident, you know, especially among older adults? Did you have an accident that um, now you can't walk or you have a serious illness? Have you sought medical care in the last six months and found that, you know, there's something medically happening with you? Um, let's see. Um, do you have, um, if you have a psychiatric illness, are you being treated for that? You know, um, and if you are in treatment, are you satisfied with that treatment? Okay. Um, psychopathology, right? So are you, do you have a history of depression, personality disorder, schizophrenia, alcoholism, or drug issue? Do you suffer from panic attacks? Um, are you, do you have this paranoid or um, obsessive compulsive issues? Um, do you tend to be a perfectionistic person? Um, are you very rigid? Are you not very flexible? Um, do you have a history of violent, impulsive behavior toward others or toward yourself? Um, do you feel hopeless or helpless? Actually, the um, hopelessness scale, you, you can give that out. You know, the hopelessness scale, just based on the hopelessness scale alone can really have, um, if you look at those numbers, you can really see if that person um, is more likely to commit suicide. Um, do you report a sense of loss of control? Um, do you have a breakdown, you know, just the turmoil, depressive turmoil? So maybe your mood is shifting rapidly, you have panic attacks, alcohol abuse, um, you know, very acute predictors. And, um, you know, all of those questions together, the more you answer yes to any of those questions and you add them all up, that can assess the level of risk for suicide. My name is Green Sky, and thank you very much for listening to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast.